Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. I love it when we look at Easter and we come to look at the two bookends of really what our life depends upon and what our life stands upon. Those two bookends, the love of God expressed for each one of us by giving us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. His love expressed so completely and so committedly for each one of us. That's one bookend. The other bookend was that he was raised in power. He defeated sin and he defeated death. And not only do we receive his love, but we also receive his power and authority to live the life that we are called to live on this earth. So please, may I begin with Philippians chapter 2. And we've just sung this. We've sung it a couple of times today. And we sing it because it's the truth that we are here to declare. So let us consider Jesus Christ, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself as nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, and he was made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross therefore that's one bookend here's the other bookend therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father and in this passage Paul presents to us the two bookends of the Easter message he presents to us the Lamb of God and he presents to us to us the Lion of the tribe of Judah how is Jesus revealed in heaven they see him as a lamb and they see him as a lion Jesus left heaven's splendor to become flesh and blood that he might become the perfect sacrifice that was required to take away sin, to pay the price that our sin required. But then having died, having done away with sin, he was triumphantly raised from the dead. Here on Easter Sunday, we remember that. He defeated death, and where is he now? He is seated in the highest place, above every kingdom and every authority and every power, and he has the name that is above every other name. And what does he wait for? He waits until the appointed time of his return, where there is a new heaven and a new earth, and Jesus will reign over all. From the very, very highest in heaven, he gave it up to the very, very lowest, death on a cross. And then returning to the very, very highest as the king above all kings in the name that is above all names. And very early in his ministry, Jesus touches on this. Highest to lowest, back to highest again. And he references an Old Testament story involving Jacob, one of the patriarchs of Israel. And we find this story in Genesis 28. And Jacob has a dream. And in this dream, he sees a ladder. I'll read from the scriptures. He had a dream in which he saw a ladder resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending 
and descending upon that ladder which was touching earth. And in that dream, he hears the voice of God. And this is well worth heeding because it's for each one of us here today. What does God remind Jacob? He says, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. This is a wonderful inheritance that we have. God's love expressed to us through Jesus. I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. God's promise is what? I will watch over you. I have something planned that is wonderful for you and I will watch over it until I bring that to pass. And when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord was in this place and I was not aware of it. Surely the Lord is watching over you. Are you aware of it? Surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? The word awesome was being used thousands and thousands of years ago. Probably more correctly. <laughs> how awesome are your shoes, we tend to say. We're misusing the word awesome. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jacob sees a ladder where heaven touches earth and he sees angels coming down and angels returning. And he says, this is an awesome place. This is a holy place. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. But this ladder of Jacob, it's a foreshadow of our Jesus. It's a foreshadow of the Messiah. It's prophetic of Jesus. And Jesus affirms that in John 1:51, when he references this. And he says, very truly, not just truly, will you listen to this? It's very truly, it's truly, truly, <laughs> truly, truly, truly. I tell you, you are going to see heaven open and you're going to see a ladder that reaches to heaven and touches earth. And heaven will open and the angels will ascend and descend, not on earth, but on the Son of Man. They will ascend and descend upon Jesus. Jesus says, this ladder this place where heaven touches earth, where heaven's resources fall and where heaven's resources rise. What are those resources? We need them. Love, peace, grace, strength. Not from the person next to you, not from your family, not from anywhere else other than the throne of heaven, other than the heart of Jesus, other than the heart of God. Love is promised to you. Peace is promised to you. Grace, strength, purpose, mercy, healing, forgiveness, acceptance. And I can go on and on and on. What is the need of your heart at this very moment? Let me tell you, the resource of heaven, the heart of Jesus will provide that. And we're given a wonderful image, a ladder which touches the earth and goes to heaven. And the angels are descending and ascending on it. When we look to heaven, when we look to the name that is above every other name, when we look to Jesus, we will find what we need for our own sake, but for the sake of this world that needs us. And Jesus says, that ladder is not resting upon a place, it's resting upon me. I'm that holy place that Jacob spoke of. 
I am the gate of heaven that Jacob spoke of. I am the awesome place. I am that holy place. I am the house of God. We read in the New Testament, all the promises of God are yes and amen in the loving sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and in the power of his resurrection. What is it about a ladder? A ladder's got to touch the bottom. A ladder's got to touch the lowest depth. And then it must touch the highest height. If it's not touching the bottom bottom and not touching the highest height, it's not a very useful ladder. It's not fulfilling its purpose. It must touch both ends. And this is what Jesus has done for us. In his suffering and in his death on the cross, he reaches the bottom. But in his resurrection, he touches the highest of heaven. And Jesus connects us to that heaven. And the first part of Philippians 2 touches on this. We read, he was obedient to death on a cross. But it was so much more. If we read Isaiah 53, if we look and read those scriptures over that time of Jesus, he didn't just die a death on a cross. He was mocked, he was spat upon, he was beaten, he had his beard pulled until he bled. He was scourged, he was pierced with a spear, he was crowned with thorns, he was nailed to a cross, he was naked, he was shamed, he was despised, he was rejected, he was unrecognisable as a man, and he was alone in the end. Jesus descended to the deepest depths of darkest times, to the lowest rung of being human, to the lowest possible point. He is that ladder that touches the very, very bottom of what it is to be us, what it is to be on this planet living the life. He is the ladder that touches the very bottom. So no matter how low you find yourself, no matter how lost you feel you are, no matter how hopeless you feel, no matter how deep the pit you're in or how far you feel from God, Jesus has been there before you. Jesus planted the ladder there. Jesus planted himself there. You look around and you reach out and you will find the ladder that Jesus planted. You will find Jesus himself there. The ladder is there to take you out of where you are. The ladder will be there with its one end touching the bottom of your lowest depths. The ladder will be there touching the lowest of what is in your heart. And the other end is going to be touching heaven. The other end will show you where your answer lies. And it's a loving answer. It's a caring answer. It's an answer that is filled with grace. It's God's love for you expressed in his willingness to not just go to the death and have death on a cross, but to experience the deepest, darkest things involved in that. The most holy descends to the lowest depths so that those of us at our lowest depths can ascend to the heights. The most heavenly becomes earthly so that those of us who are earthly can become heavenly. And the most holy joins himself to the most unholy and the holy one to the lowest of sinners, the most sacred to the most profane. 
And then after he dies that death on the cross, he goes even lower. He's buried. He's placed in a tomb for three days. No matter what we're going through, can it be worse than having been dead for three days in a tomb with a rock covered? Jesus has planted that ladder as low as low as any human can experience. He's been there before. Look around and you will see that ladder there. So he's buried. And then the angels are coming down the ladder and they give us three words, the same words that you read in the Gospel of Matthew, Mark and Luke. Three words that change the world. Three words that are seismic in their impact. If, as Nicole said before, we're able to have a revelation of what they are. He has risen. The powerful words that are game changers. Not game over, but game on. He has risen. He went to the lowest and he planted that letter. But he's gone to the highest. The name above every name. Jesus rose from the dead. He wasn't the first to be raised from the dead. We can read accounts of the Old Testament and we can read accounts through the New Testament. But they were raised from the dead only to die again. They weren't raised with a resurrection, powerful, authoritative body. They were raised to die again. But Jesus rose to live forever, to live forevermore, to never see decay. And it's a resurrection body in which he rules and reigns on the throne of heaven now. We sang this, isn't it a wonderful declaration from 1 Corinthians 15. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin. I love that image. The sting of death is sin. It gives us such a clear understanding. We've seen bees. We've seen wasps. We know their power is in the sting. The sting has the poison. And Paul gives us this wonderful image that sin is the sting of death. And so if we take away that sin that Jesus did on the cross, he's disarmed death. Sin no longer has any power or poison upon us. Jesus has paid that price. And so death has got no weapon. Death cannot harm us anymore. Not only did Jesus die on the cross to take away the sin, but he rose from the dead. And I love that line we sang. He trampled death. Where is your st- Have you ever seen anything trampled? How hopeless and helpless are they? Totally hopeless. He's trampled death. And so that now becomes... With death defeated, with death stripped of its power, that now becomes part of our inheritance in Jesus Christ. That in Jesus we have victory over sin, we have victory over death, and eternal life in heaven and then on the new earth is our inheritance. Along with forgiveness, along with cleansing, along with redemption, along with sanctification, good old-fashioned words, we now have the certain promise of eternal life forever. 1 Corinthians 15, again, Paul gives us an idea of how big and wonderful is this inheritance we have. 
And in verse 50, he says, So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. This is what the lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus in his kingship, has won for us. I am going to die. This body is going to disappear into the ground. But Jesus has raised from the dead, defeated death, defeated sin, and has won for me a new inheritance. This body is perishable, but it's going to be raised imperishable. This body is sown in dishonour, but it's going to be raised in glory. This body is sown in weakness, but it's going to be raised in power. This body is sown a natural body, but it's going to be raised a spiritual body. This was the body that Jesus had that raised when he was raised from the dead. Imperishable, glorious, powerful and spiritual. And we are promised that as part of our inheritance. We receive forgiveness on the cross. We receive power and authority as Jesus is raised from the dead. And whilst we wait for that, in the meantime, how generous is God? Not only do we get a ladder that's planted at our lowest depths, but in the meantime, we are seated in heavenly places, Paul says. We are citizens of heaven and we are co-heirs of Christ. And so when Jesus is raised from the dead and he encounters the apostles in a locked room after his resurrection, there are three words, four words, he speaks to them. He doesn't speak to them once, he speaks to them twice. He says, peace be with you. And then again, before he says anything else, he repeats that. He says, peace be with you. And here this morning as we declare, as we open our hearts for the Holy Spirit to reveal and speak this truth to our very core, to our very being, we hear those words from Jesus, peace be with you. Why peace be with you? I have overcome sin. I have overcome death. I have overcome all those things which oppress. Nicole spoke of it this morning. We are freed from oppression. We are freed from the weight that this world would lay upon us. Wherever you are, there is a ladder. Its name is Jesus Christ. And he connects you to the Most High. He connects you to a life that is eternal, to a life that is freed from the shadow of sin and death, and to a life that is resourced by heaven. Abundance. I've come that you might have life and you might have it abundantly, Jesus speaks. Love, grace, encouragement, faith, hope. Love again. What is it that you need here on this Resurrection Sunday, as we call it? I can tell you, as you look and reach for that ladder and you look up that ladder, you will see heaven before you and you will see Jesus calling you on and you will see Jesus lifting you up and speaking the word that you need to hear this morning. He's calling you to a life lived in an intimate, loving relationship with him all the promises of god are yes and amen in jesus christ so how do you reach out for that ladder how do you look 
to see where is Jesus? He's gone before you. Wherever you are, he's been there before you, no matter how low and how lost. How do you reach out? You make a decision in your heart. God, I need you. Often in our life, when things are not going so good, our prayer begins with God, Jesus, I need you. When things are going well, it's still a prayer that we begin, God, I need you. Jesus, I need you. And the answer is, I am there. God spoke it to Jacob and he speaks it to us now. I am with you always. I watch over you wherever you go. And I will not leave you until I have fulfilled my promise to you. And what's the promise of God? It's in Jesus Christ. It's in him we live and we move and we have our being. It's in Jesus that our sin is removed and God lifts us up into the heavenly place close to his heart. We need his love, the love that we find at the cross. We need his power, the power we find in the resurrection. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.